Go Radio Football Show. Download the Go Radio app to listen live weeknights from five. So it's four out of five in Europe this week. Rangers dropping down to the Europa League qualifiers. Celtic, St. Johnson and Aberdeen. Hebs sadly exiting in Croatia last night. And tonight, in just a couple of hours, Rangers are back in action, looking to win after three defeats in a row. Hard to believe. Tonight is the Premier Sports Cup, the League Cup, Dunfermline at Ibrox. Barry Ferguson, how big is this game now for Stephen Gerrard and Rangers? Yeah, it's important to get back to winning ways. Um, it's been a real difficult uh, seven days in terms of the result. Three defeats, absolute bombshell going out against Malmo. There's no getting away for that. There was a great opportunity for them um, to get closer to that Champions League, uh, league group stage. Um, but listen... At Rangers, one defeat, it's a disaster. So the most important thing for this Rangers team is, albeit it's the Premier Sports Cup, they get back to winning ways against Dunfermline tonight. And I read you in the record, you were saying, you have to suck it up. At this level at Rangers, you get stick if you're losing. And three in a row, uh, it, it doesn't happen too often. It can't. Yeah, it doesn't happen too often. But when it does, um, this is when you need big characters. Um, and, and there is big characters in that dressing room and sometimes it's not up to the manager sometimes you just close the door and you have a um, a right good chat amongst each other tell a few home truths um, and try and the only way you can you can um, get back to winning ways is working even harder on the training ground Paul so the most important thing is that they get back to winning ways and quickly You'd like the game to come quickly Mark wouldn't you after this it is hard to believe Celtic play Hearts on Sunday that's only two weeks since they lost there in the league. So there's so much to play for, but the mood music is much better for the Celtic fans. 55,000 or so last night and Celtic winning again three against Yablonets. And uh, David Turnbull back in form. Joe Hart, a couple of good saves. Yeah, I mean, it shows you how quickly thing, things turn around, Paul. As you mentioned there, a couple of weeks ago, Celtic losing to Meterland in the Champions League qualifier, then losing at Tynecastle against Hearts to a last-minute goal from John Suter and it's doom and gloom and questions about recruitment and questions about Ange and questions about the board and now you know less than two weeks later all of a sudden things look as if it's on the ascendancy for Celtic and now all the question marks are over Rangers you know from what's going on on the park losing three games in a row some of the players what's going to happen between now and the end of the transfer window in terms of the squad and again just a spotlight coming on, on, on the, the policy in terms of you know not allowing the the median, which has been has been highlighted a bit, um, as well, or sorry, having to get uh, pay for access. So yeah. there's, there's different things there. So it shows it how quickly it can all change. You need cam heads, don't you? You need your experienced players. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, Barry, it looked as though Cel- um, Celtic were they were struggling badly. Of course they were. What do you feel about Celtic in the last uh, couple of games under Ange Postecoglou? Well, they're, they're, they've been impressive. There's, there's no doubt about it. Certainly, the game at the weekend against Dundee, um, they were excellent. Um, the new signings doing really well and then they, they carried it on um, last night we were a good one to get into the, the, the next round of Europa League so things are looking on the up but listen when when you're a Ranger where, listen if you're a Rangers or a Celtic player if you go through bad times listen this is when as, as I said you need strong characters you need guys to go and take a bull by the horns when it comes to games and that's what I fully expect to happen tonight. And who are they at Rangers? Who is going to stand up? Well, you like the, the captain. James Tavernier proved to everybody last year that he was a, an excellent captain. You've got another leader in Connor Golson. And then you've got the two boys that I played with who I know what type of characters are, Alan McGregor and Stephen Davis. So it's important that they have a chat amongst each other, that they let the boys in the dressing room know that, listen, let's know that it's only three games. 
Right, but when you're at Rangers, um, three games, um, losing three games in a row, a lot of people start speaking, a lot of noise starts to happen. But I'm afraid that's what happens when you play at Rangers. So the most important thing is, as I said, Paul, they, they've got a game against them, Finland, which everybody expects them to win. I fully expect them to win and I fully expect them to come out the traps and and win the game convincingly. Full house again tonight. It's great to see the fans back. There was, what, yeah. 55,000? I know the main stand still pretty much empty uh, at Celtic. I think is that because of the social distancing. The UEFA regulations yeah, as well, yeah. Paul, with, with, with different things. But it is brilliant but, to see supporters uh, back in and uh, they'll be there in, in uh, huge numbers again tonight um, for Rangers. And when Barry mentioned, as much as it was a defeat for, Celtic, uh, for Rangers on Tuesday night, it was a crushing blow. You know, I thought Steve Davis was the best player on the pitch for, for Rangers and he's still leading by example still going and there'd be nobody hurting more you could see it in his face walking off the uh, the pitch and, it, and it's up to the other Rangers players you know the ones that were that were terrific last season you've got to continually step up to the plate Paul as Barry knows better than us you don't get away with one good game in four what do you think's you've happened you've got to Mark? be there all the, all, you've all watched the time the game for years what do you think has happened well, it, Rangers they, def- they defended poorly um, in the second half Um did he make mistakes like, dropping Helander, who'd done well, I, I, I and bringing think, yeah, in Balogun? I mean, I think I watched the game on television, and it was something that Ali McCoy highlighted right away pre-match. He's saying, "I'm surprised that um, Balogun's in it." I thought Helander keeping him there, bearing in mind it's Helander against a team from his own nation. You always yeah. maybe try that mm-hmm. wee bit more, and etc., etc. So I could absolutely see the, the the point in it. But the manager's got to find a way. Like for example, we've um, waxed lyrically about players such as Ryan Kent on this programme and so is the yep. whole of the Scottish media and every Rangers supporter and rightly so 25 million pound player 30 million pound player he's the one player that Rangers can't afford to let go this summer but he's got to turn up in those games Barry mm-hmm. say, well, the Champions League qualifiers if you're going to get through you need your guys like Ryan Kent that's where you that's where you step up as a Rangers player take the bill with the horns and get you into the, the, the Champions League and show that you are that and it's not just Ryan Kent I'm just picking mm-hmm. him out but you're not going to beat Malmo's and I said away a couple of weeks ago the Malmo tie was a good tie for Rangers but it was also a dangerous one and they had to be very very careful it was going to be a nervy 90 minutes and it all looked set up for Rangers you know when you look at the situation at half time but the big players didn't turn up on the night Paul that's the that's bottom line they didn't turn up in an attacking sense and at the back it just wasn't good enough Barry Storm in a Champions League Cup they're out Europa League Time for them to... They've got Alice Kerr, it's going to be difficult. Could have been further away, of course. It, it's not yeah. ideal, listen. It, it's one tournament that they wanted to try and get into the group stages. Yeah. There's no doubt. You just... You know the finances um, that are in front of them. 35... What is it? 35, 40 yep. million. Um, round about that kind of figure. So that, that will hurt um, not just the managers, but it will hurt the, the Rangers board. And I watched Stephen Gerrard's interview yesterday and he was talking about... Uh, somebody had asked him... Um, going out of this um, the Champions League does that mean that he may need to to sell mm-hmm. and it says he knows the situation he needs to recycle players so that tells me if a, a decent offer does come in for one of the the, the top stars and a, an offer that Rangers are happy with he might need to let one of their players um, go which which is disappointing because you want to always keep your best players but I'm afraid going out of the Champions League it is a body blow there's no doubt about it uh, not on the back of the last two results in terms of Europe, um, but at the same time, I'm well aware of how this club works and how it runs. And um, we are a club that, if the right numbers 
land for our players. We do have to recycle. Um, but nothing's been said to me since the game in terms of being in a rush or a hurry to do that. And um, nothing's changed in terms of me wanting to keep my best players here to give us the best chance of being successful moving forward. But I totally understand uh, how the club runs, how it works. And if the right numbers land for one individual or a couple of individuals, I know they'll be considered above me. So I'm not naive enough to sit here and think that you know, the last two results won't have an impact somewhere down the line. Very honest, Mark. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's look, look, look yeah. Rangers is a business, Paul. And, you know, I've said time they and time are, again. Yeah, yeah, of course they are. You know, what, what, whether you're at the level of, of, of Motherwells and Dundee's and Patrick Thistles or Alloa's or whether you're up there as, as the top two in the country like Celtic and Rangers, you're a business and you, you've got to make the, the numbers look good. You've got to make everything add up, you know, at the end of every financial year. So, Look, the bottom line is, as we've always said, if you get into the Champions League, it's absolutely fantastic. It, it eases any uh, financial pressure that, that, that there may be on any club. If you don't get in, then you then need to look to find a, a way. Because if you look at Rangers this time last year, and for most part that Stephen Gerrard's been there, the, the board have been superb. Mm. I mean, they've, they've pulled out all the stops to support the manager, to give it everything that they had to try and stop Celtic from, from winning 10 in a row and winning title number 55. And they managed to pull that off. But you can't keep that going year on year. So you now have to look at selling. And, you know, Rangers might not want to admit it, but certainly privately, they were saying, we want to have what the Celtic model has been. Mm. Like example, the most recent one is Ayer. Yep. Bought for half a million, sold for 13. Before it, it was Frimpong. Yep. Bought for a million, rounds. sold for 10. And then we all know the Winyamas and the Fosters and all that before that. So Rangers have got very, very good players in their books, but they haven't capitalised on that yet, Paul. You know, I don't think there's been, to the best of my knowledge, there's not been a, a major sale, certainly during Stephen Gerrard's time. But if you look at it now, Kent bought for five. What's he worth? I don't know. 20, would you get 20 for, for Ryan Kent? See, I don't think they would sell for less, would Barry, they? how much? Yeah, yeah you've got to be looking at, at 20 million pound you mm. look at the sort of players that are moving down in the Premier yeah. League for yeah. the Championship into the Premier League mm. I mean they're 20 million plus Morelos uh, I'm just I'll carry on with Mark saying Morelos was bought for 1.2 million pound what are you looking for Morelos wow. 15 million pound mm -hmm. so that that is something I mean he's very open and honest of course. and, and yep. he's interviewing when I watched it yesterday this may be the time that he may need to let one mm. or two go if the right offer comes in um, I don't think they're going to sell any cheap I don't think they're going to be a club that are going to be easy to deal with. Somebody's got to come in with the right offer. There's no doubt, doubt about that. But like Douglas Park said, this world they can't keep putting their hands in their pocket and banging they're money in non-stop. Yeah, they've, they've been excellent. Bit. They've yeah. been excellent for Stephen Gerrard. They've backed him every time. Yeah, um, in the market. There's only two weeks, just over two weeks left in the transfer window so it's going to be interesting to see what happens I thought he was really frank about it there and it's no real surprise I they think said, that's the best way I yeah think of course he, he, you've got to be honest to the supporters you can't yeah. Yeah. because if he says one thing and another yeah. thing happens two weeks sure. down the line it mm. looks silly so for being, at the end of the day if you look if you if you take a step back and assess the situation it's common sense you know as we said they flung everything at it last mm. summer and rightly so and it paid off they got the rewards 
But now you've got to say, OK, where are we? We know we've no Champions League money. What do we need to do? Rangers fans, what do you think? I'll read about it on the board here in a second or two, James, when that comes up. 0808 17 17 <laughs> 700. I'm not great on that board there yet. Uh, across the city, what's happening at Celtic? Rangers fans, isn't it fascinating you hear Barry and Mark and what they're saying? Uh, across the city, Celtic winning last night against Jablonek. Afterwards, 3-0. Here is the manager. Good, it was a good start. I thought the first 25 minutes, probably half an hour, we were really good. We, we started at a great tempo. I think we fed off the energy of the crowd really well um, and you know, created some good opportunities to score more than, more than one or two goals. Yeah, We lost our way a little bit last sort of 15. We, we just complicated things a little bit. And second half, again, we started really brightly and put them under pressure. And you know, I think overall, considering the, the heavy schedule we're in, you know, the players and, and the expectations and demands I put on players in terms of the style of football, I thought you know, it, was a, it, was, it was a good victory and a good performance tonight. So one of the phrases the Rangers fans uh, have loved is, you know, in Steven Gerrard, we trust, uh, and why shouldn't they, after last season? And who would have believed a couple of weeks ago, some of the headlines they would be the Celtic fans saying, in Ange, we trust. Yep. Still early days. Reagan is on the line. Good evening, Reagan. Paul, how are you doing, mate? Yeah, good, thanks. How are you? I'm doing well. I am doing well. So did you watch the match? Have you been to a game yet? I went to the, the Dundee game on Sunday. It was absolutely incredible, Paul. Only six Furuhashi goals for you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Furuhashi. Yeah. Soaking in the pouring rain, Paul, but it was worth it. I know the weather's been absolutely terrible. Listen, if you're heading to Ibrox tonight, Barry and I were on the same road there coming in. M74 uh, oh, is chock a block. Yep. We're just giving you the update here. You want me to do the news? Uh, aye, maybe. Hang around, Barry. No, right. no. Uh, <laughs> at least, the best. Oh, no, I'm nightmare. Chris, please come and do the traffic. Reagan, so but I bet you were never happier to get soaked than you were uh, against Dundee at the weekend. And then last night, what did you make of it then, watching it, I would imagine, uh, on, on Celtic TV? Uh, what did you think? Oh, Paul, it's just great to see a, a Celtic team that are playing so well and obviously a Celtic goalkeeper that they can make safe because Barkas, a little bit Barkas, he didn't really play so well last season, so it's great to see Joe Hart doing so well. And what I picked up on Sunday from watching Celtic was Joe Hart was talking to the back four at every opportunity and I think that is a big thing for the sports club as well. Barry, that's something you've uh, talked about. Alan McGregor does it, and you said Celtic need a keeper. And Joe Hart, you've played alongside him. You told us that last week. Yeah, for, look, you, you need a, a proper leader. And, and listen, I said that when when Celtic were interested in when they signed Joe Hart. That's one thing. He's he's uh, he's got a voice. He's an organizer. He constantly talks throughout the ninety minutes. Just but Regan's in there, and I think if you ask all the Celtic fans that maybe be watching Joe closely. You watch him, he's constantly, non-stop. So, a, a lot's been made of oh, is he, he's, he's over the hill or whatever. Listen, Joe's only 34. He's had a tough few years. He had a tough time at Man City. Mm. Uh, he's not played a lot of football, but listen, what, what Celtic have got, as I said, when they signed him, they've got a top-class goalkeeper and they've got a voice and he'll certainly be a voice in the dressing room. Can you do his voice? Can you mimic his voice? No. What's he like? Barry? Is a, is a, he? a Shrewsbury boy? Yes. Is he? Can you do the accent? Well, you were a goalkeeper. Can you do his accent? <laughs> Mark! <laughs> I was going to say, who do you think I'm Bobby Daffer? 
Exactly, you're funnier. You're funnier than Bobby. Oh, no, I think the one thing is that they're talking about, you know, 34. I was, I was about to say Michael Packers, he does, they do in prayer. Was it Mike Yarwood? Um, so, I'm sorry. Right, where, where I don't know where that came from. Um, but, um, but the goalkeeper, so I'm the goalkeeper. early days. But well, I seen the prop before yeah. they get one, and I said, let's see if, you do, if the right one becomes available and you're spending five, six, seven million and do it. So, see, under normal circumstances, Joe Hart's in that price. Uh, bracket I would say for sure and if, if you if you want to again draw a comparison from across the city unless I'm mistaken Alan McGregor was 36 mm-hmm. when Rangers got him a free yep, I think Stephen right. Gerrard's first mm-hmm. signing and he's been Rangers best signing for sure over the period of the three years he's yeah. been outstanding now you know had you said we had to pay Alan pay five million to Hull City to get Alan McGregor three years ago that's <laughs> money well spent so look at that and he's two years older than what Joe Hart is just now so Joe Hart is an absolute upgrade in what Celtic had. There was no way that Celtic were going to be successful in any shape or form this season until the goalkeeping situation was addressed. And I think they've got a good in it. It's, so important. Yeah. it's one of the most important positions, yep. goalkeepers. You need big characters, mm-hmm. guys who, as I, I said, are very vocal on the pitch. And see, when I played behind a top goalkeeper, and I was lucky enough throughout my career, I played with top goalkeepers everywhere I, I played my football. It's, it's um, you know what, it just... It gives you that edge. Mm-hmm. You know, if yep. a team do get a chance, you can rely heavily upon them. Um, but listen, I think, what was it, a million pound for Joe Hart? I yep. think that's a snip. Great money, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, Noah's been on the socials, Regan, and he's saying he was there last night and it was back to the days of Fraser Foster. The two saves near the, uh, in the second half were, uh, he said, sensational. It reminded him of... Uh, of Faisal Foster and he's only 12 years old uh, Reagan uh, anything else what about uh, David Turnbull two goals and he looked he'd, he'd a sticky start to the season but what about him last night oh, David Turnbull's second goal for was just sensational um, no but I think I just want to ask Barry a question mm. because he's been in the, he's been in the, the dressing room of Faisal Foster do you think Edward would, 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 would maybe play a part for the rest of the team because he doesn't want to be there do you think that could turn into be a problem, Barry? Mm. Is Edward going to affect the rest of the team if he stays? No, l- listen, I've been in a dressing room when, when players do feel that they, they need to move on. Um, but listen, if Edward's a, a total professional, um, he wouldn't cause any problems. I would imagine if there was any problems, I'm sure the more experienced ones, like Callum McGregor, for instance, the captain, would have to say something if it was becoming a, an issue. He's still involved in the, the 18 so that tells me that his attitude's still been good mm-hmm. in training because um, Postacoglu for sure wouldn't put, wouldn't put him in 18 mm-hmm. if he was showing a bad attitude um, but if somebody is showing a bad attitude listen it can spread like a disease you don't you don't want that in the dressing room Regan what's your prediction for Sunday for Celtic against Hearts I'm going to go Celtic 4-0 Paul 4-0 I had to get the other because you know the leaky the, the defence has been leaky so you could have said Celtic 4 Hearts 5 but uh, you reckon 4-0 um, they do need more players at the back we're going to take a break Regan thanks for your call speak to you soon cheers, cheers. and the thanks, good news Regan. is it's going to be Chris with the traffic and travel in a moment the Go Radio Football Show download the Go Radio app to listen live weeknights from 5 Go Radio Football Show The weekend is Officially underway Mark Weedy Barry Ferguson Paul Cooney In the Go Radio Football Show I heard Gina Just before five Playing I can't wait Till the weekend begins It's started now We're looking forward to it. So much football To look forward yeah, to I heard Barry. Gina's on A yeah. 30 day detox I heard her say I know 
didn't think she needed to, but good on her. She is so healthy, isn't she? Mm-hmm. Loving life, living life the the way you like it. Yeah, healthy. Just, yeah, yeah loving catch on. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Bobby Davro. Loving life, I want to be Paul Cooney. Why? Oh, <laughs> Hey, we're getting closer to the big day out, aren't we? The yeah. Go Radio well, team. I mean, it's unofficial, we're just going to. Yeah. Well, James, the producer was in here and I thought he didn't seem too keen or enthusiastic about it. Oh, yes. Um, he is. Yeah. For security reasons, we're not saying too much, Matt, for security reasons. Yeah, Social security. <laughs> <laughs> 08, 08, 17, 17, well, 700. <laughs> Mark Guidi, Barry Ferguson and uh, Rob McLean here too. Now, call in now. Who was worse in the, on the traffic, Paul Cooney or Rob McLean? <laughs> call in now. It's great to see Chris back. Watch it tonight. It is busy on the well, on Maybe the roads. we need to give Rob at least six weeks' yep. notice. What for? Isn't he the busiest man ever? Oh, so, yeah, that, that's that's what, scary. Sure. When James had says we're, we're going to have a day out, Get everybody together. <laughs> Rob, I need three to four weeks' notice. <laughs> so, last night, uh, in case you uh, missed it all, so Aberdeen are through. 2-1 last night against Breederlick. 5-3 on aggregate. Uh, Raika, 4-1 against Hibs. 5-2, Darren McGregor sending off. It made a, it, would that have made it much of a difference, Barry, do you think? It, it did make a difference, yeah. there's, there's no doubt, because it was one each at the time. Yeah. Um, and with Darren's experience he'll be disappointed in himself um, but once he went down to 10 men um, there was no no way back for Hibs Croatians are you know they're always yeah, they're good, good they're, we they're, they've got yeah. good technical yeah. players and, and you know you're always in, in for a tough game when you play a Croatian team and St Johnson up against Galatasaray Mark 4-2 at the end 5-3 on aggregate it was uh, I think it was the right result, but uh, St. Johnson at least stay in Europe. What's the overall feeling? You were at the match last night. Yeah, I mean, I think for St. Johnson, you know, they, they managed to stay in the tie, got back to, to 1-1, you know, really strong performance, resolute. Modernity Park, it was a brilliant atmosphere, Paul, you know, more than 9,000 inside the stadium. Mm. It was bouncing, it, it was proper. And St. John's put a really good show. But you've got to remember, you know, you look at you look at Galatasaray, the level of play they've got, you know, the, the, the income, the, the expenses, yeah. you know, they bring Ryan Babel. Um, yeah. off the bench you get Tehran and, and, and yeah. stuff playing so and Falcao doesn't even travel so they've got um, some top players but St Johnson get another chance to move down and I think for them just for, for the back three to get that experience again for Ali McCann who in the two legs was you know possibly the man of the match mm-hmm. for both teams out of the whole uh, two leg and, and, and Chris Kane up front and different things so no listen it was a real uh, good experience for St Johnson I'm sure it will stand Callum and the players in good stead for next week yeah, I, I never seen the game. I, I watched the highlights uh, when when I got home. Um, but after my training, I had a number of text messages um, with people saying about Alan McCann, what Mark's just mentioned there, saying um, he was a standout performer again, I think. In the game over there, he was outstanding. And again, last night, um, he was outstanding. And I'm surprised that there's been no firm bids yeah. or offers come in for Alan McCann because I, I do honestly believe that he's got... Um, He's got it to go to the top. There's no doubt in my mind. Um, physically now he's starting to mature. Real good footballer can get about the pitch, and he's playing against a, a, a top team in Galatasaray, and he was the, the top man, top player. How much? On the pitch. Do you, would you say is he now well over a million? Well, I, yeah. I was talking to Mark off air about it. This St. Johnson, they're obviously a selling club, all the Scottish teams. Mm. Um, but listen, he's got to be one and a half, two million pound. Alan McCann. Um, he's an international player now as well. Yeah, of course. Northern Ireland. Well, he's yeah. been a he's been um, 
what's that, two years now. Oh, you've raved about him. Yeah, two yep. years yeah. now, he's been a standout performer for me. As I say, he's matured, he's getting better every time I watch him playing. So, I'm not a bit surprised that there's, there's been no offers. Um, but I'm sure there's a lot of interest in him and I'm sure a lot of managers and teams will be watching him the next couple of weeks. I think, obviously, apart from his ability, which, which Barry will know better than any of us in, in terms of what he's got, but... He's also a good lad as well, Paul. He's a good type. He's a good professional. Uh, you know, he's, he's low maintenance. Um, and, you know, if, if I see a figure, two million, let's just say it is a two million move. And I'm not saying he has to go to Celtic or Rangers, but what I think if you've got a talent at, at one of our more, uh, like a provincial club in Scotland, mm-hmm. St. Johnson or Motherwell or Dundee or Dundee United, first and foremost, you'd like to see them stay in Scottish football mm-hmm. if, if they can. And I think if, if if Celtic or Rangers don't go and, and, and at least go and try and get the guy, it's that kind of thing that if they lose him and he goes down south, you'll regret it. It's a, it's a, it's one that they would regret if they didn't go and try and sign I, I think like something that if somebody come in and offer good money for him and say, stay with St. Johnson one more season, Mark, get more experience, get playing week in, week out. Because the, the danger is if you do go to a Rangers or Celtic or go to a bigger club down in England, you're on the bench, you're getting 15, 20 minutes mm-hmm. here and there. I do think it's important for his development. Mm-hmm. He continues to play. Um, but for me, if I'm Celtic and Rangers, I'm seriously considering taking No, seriously, I'm mm-hmm. taking All Ulfram fans, what do you think? 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. Barry Ferguson, you've said it before, Ali McCann, sign him at Rangers or Celtic and loan him back to St. Johnson if need yeah, be. Plus, the half of the season, there's yeah. two and a half weeks of the winter to go and he looks as though That's he just an ready. idea. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah. Look, listen, no, I'm not saying that Alan McCann yeah. can't force his mm-hmm. way into mm-hmm. either of the, the teams, but I think yeah. for a good deal for sure. both St. Johnson and the Rangers or Celtic, that may be the solution. I'll throw this out as well. This time last night, Davy Proven was saying, uh, Joe Hart, right, good start. Hopefully he'll do well. What about David Marshall? Number three now at Derby County... Celtic should sign them. And then they've got two top-class keepers um, playing for, for that number one jersey. I, I didn't realise he'd slipped to number three. Yeah. But I didn't yeah, realise yeah, that. Wayne yeah. Rooney's saying two days ago that, yeah, he's, um, well, right. why? he's going to go with the younger ones. I, I think he just wants well, to make money? the changes now. It, it could be, be money. money. You know, David Marshall's done well. But you've been crying out about it for over a year, you know. Um, what about that? Do you think that's a possible as well for Celtic? I think it could be. I mean, obviously, you'd need to try and uh, move... Barkas and Scott Bain I don't know about Barkas I know there is interest in Scott Bain there's interest from clubs abroad um, in Scott Bain so something could happen uh, with that so what you would need to do I would, I would imagine is if you to bring in David Marshall and let him go but does David Marshall want to come and be a number two at Celtic or does he want to go and uh, play um, what, what age is Big Marsh? Must be what, 36, 36 probably something like that it must yes. be I'd say he's old on Joe Hart yeah, I, I he's, think he'd be similar actually, to, to yeah. Craig Gordon where yeah. I think in the last couple two or three years his career he would want to play mm-hmm. week in week out I don't think he's the type of guy that he's happy to sit about no. I think Big Marsh would want to play and keeper you need to keep your eye in don't you it must be so tough do you not need to play regularly um, to, certainly when you're getting older yeah there's no sure. doubt about it. Um, it, it. It depends because what you've got to try and find. It's like you know, Rangers are very fortunate. They've got a guy in Jock McGlock. I'm not saying he doesn't. He, he's happy sitting on the bench, but there's got to be an element of that where when you sign for a club like Rangers, when you know it's Alan McGregor you're coming in against, that there's an acceptance that I'm probably going to be on the bench for eighty mm-hmm. percent of the time, and it's finding a right good number two that's willing to accept that situation, whether that's David Marshall or somebody else. Because what you wouldn't want if you're Celtic, you've signed Joe Hart. Let's say something happens to him and you're back to Barkas. Of course. That so can't you would be. rather shift Barkas and, and Scott Bain let them go and bring in 
Um, or maybe Scott Bain would be, would be happy sitting as number two. I think that would be a preference over. I, I um, don't think Scott us. Bain's the worst goalkeeper. I've got to yeah. be honest with you. I think he comes in for a lot of criticism, which I think is harsh at times. I think Scott Bain's a good goalkeeper. Is he a, a Celtic number one? Probably not, but I, I think he's good. I think some of the the flack that he gets is over the top. Go Radio Football Show. That's Barry Ferguson and Mark Guidi. Rangers in action tonight. We kick off the League Cup. It's the Premier Sports Cup. Rangers against Infirmal at 7.30. Barry, do you expect many changes? Can I throw in a name? Nathan Patterson. He must have been bursting to, to come on and try and affect yeah, that, the game. Yeah, that's the worry with Nathan Patterson. Obviously, burst onto the scene last year when, when Tav got that injury. And listen, let's be honest with you, he was, he was exceptional. No doubt about it. And that, that's my worry about his development as a footballer is he going to be sitting on the sidelines and maybe get in in cup games and play and then back out when it's league games mm. um, but I see him he, he's going to put out a strong team there's no doubt because they need to get back to winning ways Paul he spoke about who he, would, who he might play he said that he's going to go full full at it tonight they have to this is like a cup the cup final for Rangers isn't it because is it over five years since they lost three games in a row it, it rarely happens and things have been going so well for Rangers he is so experienced Stephen Gerrard but this is where you'll see that he'll need that experience Mark I'm not saying tonight necessarily a defeat's unthinkable yeah, Rangers need to progress in the cup you know it's one thing Stephen Gerrard hasn't won a cup for Rangers so, so this is your first chance of a of a trophy remember you know after this the quarter final draw is made on Sunday afternoon and then you're then pretty rapid I think it's like around a month up until the final um, December 19th I think the final is at Hamden mm-hmm. so it's your first opportunity to get a piece of silverware on the board Stephen Gerrard's made it clear as much as it was, it was fantastic last season winning the league and having a great run in the Europa uh, League but you want to go and win, win a cup you've got to show that over 90 minutes you, you can go and do it so it's unthinkable for Stephen Gerrard of any of the Rangers players to lose to it. I don't think they will. I think they'll win comfortably. But I also expected them to beat them day and night. I, didn't, I wasn't mm-hmm. overly confident about Malmo, but I did think they would get through. But tonight you've got to go and bounce back. You've got to Rangers supporters in there expecting to be entertained, expecting to see goals. And you've got to go and deliver that. Otherwise, if you can't do that tonight, you shouldn't be at Rangers. He's speaking yeah. here about the, the Cups and it's the League Cup which is seen as the, the in third place of the three major the title the Scottish Cup and then the League Cup not that important or is it? No, not at all we made it abundantly clear to the players and, and, and the squad um, before we kicked the ball this season that the domestic Cups are important and that we want to um, try and be successful in both we want to go all the way in both so I think you'll see in my team and squad selection tomorrow how serious we're going to take this competition, and I'm sure once the, the Scottish Cups comes round as well, we'll we'll be given that uh, full 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 focus and, and and trying to do as well as we can in both. Barry, Europe Champions League gone. How important the League Cup for him? Yeah, but look, three defeats in seven days. You've got to deal with these situations, Paul. When flack and a lot of noise is made, that that's part and parcel of being at a big club. Um, it's not nice. Nobody likes getting criticised. Um, but I'm afraid. That's what happens and the players need to get used to it because the standards been set. Standards were set last season and they need to get back to winning ways as quickly as possible. Jurgen Klopp today was mentioning a player that you love, Billy Gilmer. Do you it. see that today? One it. of Scotland's greatest ever talents. Uh, quite quite a testament there from, uh, from Jurgen. Yeah, and uh, I fully agree with him. Mm. I think Billy Gilmer... Um, I, I was surprised that he never stayed about at Chelsea but listen he's obviously spoke with a manager he thinks probably game time is the most important thing for his development again I keep using that word mm. but he'll go to Norwich um, they've always been a good football team and 
I can see him going back to Chelsea and don't be surprised if he's the central midfielder for Chelsea for the next 10 years after this season. And a future Scotland captain? Yeah, 100%. Mm-hmm. Mark Guidi? Yeah, I would, yeah, I would think so. You know, He's a special talent and you just want to see him progress, get game time. Yeah, it would have been great to see him hang about at Chelsea, such a top team, but um, there's clearly been a proper adult conversation between Thomas Tuchel and the player and he's in, he's, Thomas Tuchel clearly has a trust in, uh, in Daniel Farke at, at Norwich, who he knows well, and to deal with Gilmer properly, that is clearly is a, an understanding that he will get game time. And, um, you know, Norwich like to play football. Sometimes I think they try to overdo it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why they end up being, being relegated. But they'll come up with a, with a point to prove he's bought another couple of players as well. Farke, I think they start tomorrow against no, um, against Liverpool yep. um, at Carrow Road. So it's a brilliant opener. Uh, for Billy Gilmore and um, look forward to seeing him I think he'll thrive I think he'll emerge as a as a, a, a proper footballer and um, I don't know what the agreement the full agreement is with Norris but it wouldn't surprise me if there's maybe the opportunity for him to return to Chelsea in January for the second half of the season It just mm. tells me what sort of attitude the young man's got he could have probably stayed at Chelsea no doubt about it and played maybe 15-20 games um, but he wants to go and, and play week in week out um, and show how good he is um, but he's got he's got everything in the locker and he got his but, taste of it didn't he at Wembley as well he, he for was, Scotland he was yeah. magnificent yeah. as every single Scotland player yeah. was on the night I'm not mm. just singling out Billy Gilmore because every Scotland player was was in top form that night but he was he's just a joy he just wants the ball all the time great footballer but his work rate as well that's something that's impressed me about him his work rate off the ball is uh, phenomenal and you need to do that to be a top midfielder Arsenal in action tonight against Brentford yeah. as the start of the season. Huge one for your old teammate, Mikel Arteta. They're not going to give him that long, I don't think, Barry. I heard them saying maybe the first 10 games. Uh, it's a huge season for him. It is a huge season and it's a tough game against uh, Brentford away. Um, they, they, they've got some decent players, Brentford, uh, so he'll be hoping that he, he gets off to a, a winning start because it's a big season for Mikel. Kieran Tierney against Ivan Tony. Yeah, yeah. It'll, be, it'll be a cracker. I think it's a really good fixture uh, for Sky uh, to choose and, and open up the, the season. I have to be oh, I fancy Brentford. I fancy Brentford yeah. to win the game. Yeah, I do. I think there's a bit about them. They're a team that's coming off the back of being in the front foot and winning games. I know it's a step up from the Championship, uh, but I just think there's there's a fragility about Arsenal. Um, and I, you know, I hope it's not the case. You don't want to see anybody lose their job. And I like Mikel uh, Arteta. But I, I really think he's really going to struggle this year. There's just something about Arsenal, not particularly just Arteta, but the whole football club that's not been right for years, Paul, and it's going to be a long-term fix. We'll get your predictions on who is going to win the Premier League uh, later, as they say that Harry Kane, they don't think he'll play this weekend for Tottenham against Man City, but they reckon he'll join Man City next week. 125 million is what's being it's not confirmed yet so the the Grealish 100 million it's only it's 25 million more Go Radio Football Show we've got the top talent here I'm not sure how much they're worth but Barry uh, certainly was worth many many million what would he be worth today Mark Goody? What would Barry be worth in, now? in England if he went from let's say you know Well I'm Birmingham thinking back to, to, to when yep. uh, Barry joined Blackburn yep. so he was 6 million back then so mm. now yeah, was it, he's over 30 million over 30 million. I wish it was his agent. Yeah. <laughs> We're back. I wish it was playing. <laughs> Go Radio. The Go Radio Football Show. Download the Go Radio app to listen live weeknights from five. Thanks to Chris for the traffic and travel. 
weekend full of football from tonight, 7.30. It's going to be Rangers against Dunfermline. And then tomorrow and Sunday, the League Cup. It's the Premier Sports Cup. Last night, Celtic 3-0. A double from David Turnbull. James Forrest getting a goal too. That will help uh, but both of them confidence-wise. And what about the atmosphere? What, 55,000? The manager said he'd never experienced anything like it. Yeah, no, it was brilliant. They didn't undersell it to me and, and it over-delivered. It was brilliant. You know, for me, that's that's what football's all about. You know, it's great It's great to have success and to win, but to, to have these kinds of experiences is why I fell in love with the game in the first place. So... It was great to, to be a part of it, and, and I think they played their part tonight, particularly, um, as I said, with, with the players in, in the middle of a, a pretty hectic schedule. That you know, At times when we looked like maybe we were running on empty, they'd, they'd find the energy because you know, the, the, the crowd noise was incredible. Were you there last night? Give us a call and go radio 0808 17 17 700. Speak to Mark Weedy and Barry Ferguson. What's the latest on transfers, though? They know they have to do much more. Well, we'll certainly try. Yeah, I would like it. Yeah, that's the honest answer. But, you know, that what I like and what can happen and the reality of that is is a little bit different. But we're, we're working awfully hard. I, I guarantee you that um, not a moment goes past that off the field the whole club isn't working hard to make these things happen. Um, you know, I've just got to temper that by saying that I don't want to bring the wrong ones in. We've done really well with the ones we've brought in so far, I think. They've all added something to this football club. So, you know, I want to resist the temptation of just bringing people in for the sake of it. So, you know, part of the issue is probably mine that I'm a little bit selective about the kind of players we bring in. But I'm certainly pushing to, to get some bodies in uh, before the next game. And Rangers fans heading to the game tonight or if you're at home, give us a call. What do you think? They want to bounce back tonight against Dunfermline. Well, that's my job. That's what I need to do. I need to pick the players up, reset, really think about what the right team is to play on Friday. The game being close to this game but that's what we'll do you know at a club like this we haven't had a good week we have to accept that we're responsible for it and it's my job to pick the players up and react on Friday night and try and get a positive win so we feel a bit better about ourselves and lean on the senior players we, we have got strong leaders in the dressing room I trust them a lot I'll speak to them in the coming days and yeah they've got big responsibility to help reset and go again I think every manager is the same but that's the case also when you're on winning runs you want to speak to your senior, senior players to maintain the standards and keep going and, and, and try and keep the level of consistency so it's not a case of just waiting for a defeat or a bad week and then you turn to your senior players you've got to have that relationship with them all the time um, but now you know our supporters need them a lot to try and flip the, the form and the mood of the place Barry Rangers in action half past seven how do you think the crowd will be tonight they were brilliant uh, at the start you know I'm not saying they weren't later on they were obviously uh, deflated but I I still think they'll be they'll be good tonight. There's no doubt about it. But as they if the game goes on and it becomes um, if the family are doing well, they're keeping it at nothing each. Um, they might get a bit fidgety. Um, but I'm sure at the start of the game they'll be right behind them. And it's up to Rangers to come flying out the traps, Paul. That's what that's um, what they have to do. It's been a tough week, but that's in the past now. You've got to look now um, what's in front of you, and it's Dunfermline, and it's a must-win game. Peter Granston, Fermland, it was a bad weekend last weekend yeah. uh, against Party Thistle. Yeah, Party Thistle won 2 or 3 0, they won at East yep, End Park, so it was a comfortable victory for, for Ian McCall. Um, men, so yeah, for, for Peter Grant, he's obviously been to, to Ibrooks um, many times, he'll have his players well versed um, on it. They've got a couple of good players. Um, Dunfermline, I think um, Todorov has been a good signing from, from Inverness, the, the striker. So, you know, I'm sure that he'll fancy the, the, the challenge tonight, but if you assess. Uh, with a great suspected unfairly you assess both lineups, home advantage, etc., etc. 
this is the kind of game that Steven Gerrard and the players and the Rangers supporters will be expecting to score at least three or four goals Will he change much tonight Mark do you think? No I, I, you know I think what he will do is if he's one or two players that for want of a better phrase he's had enough of then I think they'll, they'll, they'll be out and, and he'll freshen it up but you know, it won't be 10, 11 changes. Paul, he's made that clear in his press conference before it. But I think there'll be one or two left out that he's probably thought, you know what, I've given you enough opportunities, I'm going to freshen it up. He spoke about the defence the other night. Football, when you can see the goal, normally everyone looks for, for individuals. But I think as a team, defensively, we haven't been good enough second half. We've conceded two goals in, in the first leg and two in the second leg. When you concede four goals over two games, you give yourself a, a huge mountain to climb. So I'm really disappointed with conceding four goals. We've lost the second half tonight 2-0. So we'll analyse it, but there's certainly no pointing fingers at individuals. As a team, as a unit, we haven't defended two restarts well enough tonight. And we had two poor situations last week in the second half and again at the weekend so we need to look at that we might need to make some changes within that to get better as a unit and we need to work on it to become better and hard to play against Barry yeah if you look at it I thought the second goal he'll be he'll be absolute raging at the second goal um, Connor Golson's not calling somebody in to be in front of the the player um, he's turned turned him easily Joe Abel's trying to get across quickly but that that's basic yeah. in football that when there's a throw in the central defenders mark the striker you've got somebody in front of him to stop the ball going into the striker so that's something that he'll be absolute fuming with um, and he'll not be happy and that's something that that's when people on the pitch need to take responsibility mm. they need to see this within the game um, and that's where they get the second goal from It's so unlike them isn't it? What's your take on Morelos then? He started well took the goal I, th- I thought I, I, watched the, I watched the game when I come back um, after training Paul and I thought he'd done well Morelos I mean I watched the game I thought the first 45 minutes Rangers were in control it's just the second half he'll be he'll be scratching his head I'm sure at half time he's telling him look sometimes against 10 men it's tough to play but they need to come out and be in the front foot again and it looked if they, they kind of sat back a bit and as Rangers sat back Malmo gained a bit of confidence and obviously they got the first goal and then it just grew um, and that's when you're looking at your most senior players the guys who you look to drive you on didn't do it on the night and Alex is on the socials a Rangers fan saying why was he running around Glasgow airport when he should have been in Malmo he should have been back earlier it's hardly been mentioned he should have been back earlier and ready for the away game we, we, we don't know whether if Rangers gave him time off because he was in the Copa America I don't know nobody's asked Stephen Gerrard that question whether he was allowed to get an extra couple of weeks um, ideally you would want him back because he's one of your, your best players and he's a big game player, um, Morelos. Um, but I, I thought, look, he can be a bit fitter because he's missed a bit of pre-season, but I thought he was good on Tuesday. Mark? Yeah, he played, I thought he was he, he was good in the first half. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he got the goal. He, he was very good in the first half. But like most of the Rangers team in the second half, he just, he just wasn't there. It just wasn't happening in the final third for Rangers and it certainly wasn't happening uh, defensively for them. I don't know if maybe Rangers have just got caught because of... Um, Malmo been down to, to, to 10 men in the stroke of half time if Rangers have come out and think well look we're 1-0 up as it stands we're through they're now down to 10 men we'll just sit a wee bit and they've been caught cold kind of like the first leg you know losing two quick goals uh, the way that happened um, in the second leg too and maybe they've been a wee bit taken aback by the fact that that uh, John Dole Thomason and by the way you've got to give him credit mm. uh, as, as, as a Malmo coach as much as it was a sore one for Rangers and for Scottish football but Give him credit. He was a coach. He was brave. And they said, no, I'm, I'm keeping my two. 
I'm keeping my two up top. We need to go and try and score a goal. Maybe Rangers just didn't quite expect it. For for maybe they thought that Malmo would just sit and try and keep it one 0 Then the last ten last ten minutes, excuse me, have a go and try and get a goal back. But look, yeah, as much as we're we're, we're getting over it, you know, yeah. minute by minute and dissecting it from a Rangers point of view, you've got to give a hell of a lot of credit to Malmo. See, see when Malmo go down to 10 men and I get in that dressing room at half time that sparks danger for me see against 10 men look they've got nothing to lose now mm. and I, I would fully expect him to come out and go for it because mm. they're down to 10 men nobody expects Malmo to win the game everybody expects Rangers to just go and mm. run over the top of them um, so that that's something that I'm sure the manager will be disappointed as well because he sat back and sat back where sometimes you've got to take the game to them and they'll wish they had managed the game better because if Rangers could have taken them to extra time, Rangers had 11 against 10 and surely the superior numbers would have told then. Yeah, and that's where you've got to use the ball better as yeah. well. You've got to make the opposition move when they're down to 10 men um, and Rangers didn't do that and that's one of the, the strong points of this Rangers team. They're very mm -hmm. good at keeping the ball but they didn't do that in the second half. Um, as I said, when you're playing against 10 men, Sometimes they, they, they become really compact, you can't get through them, so you've just got to move them. And then they'll start to tire a wee bit and that's when you can see, that's when you can find the, the forward-thinking players in the, the forward areas. You can never tell in football, can you? At that moment, it looked as I though... I like playing against, never no. like playing against 10 You always say that, I Yeah, know. it was yep. always a danger, always something in the back of my mind where you've got to respect it because mm. they've got that kind of seized mentality. Man down, right, you know what? If we can do this, yeah, particularly when they what, felt aggrieved because they felt yeah. aggrieved about the red card that was given to them. Well, VAR would have shown I thought it, it was it, harsh. It shouldn't have been a red card. I'll be honest, that yeah. I thought it was harsh. Both of them were coming in with their yeah. boots high. They were both high. Uh, there was yeah. no, nothing really in it. Mm -hmm. So I, I can see why Mamo were, were upset at that one. It's not often you could have the opponents go down to 10 men. And if you could rerun it, you would rerun it and keep it 11 against 11 because Rangers yeah. look much better. I know it's if Butts and maybe's mark. Yeah, I mean, it yeah. should have been 11 v 11. The guy yeah. didn't deserve a second yellow. That said, it's presented Rangers. I know what Barry's saying, that he put, but when you think, if they say to Stephen Jerry Ford, by the way, we'll give you one goal or you'll be one goal up at half time <laughs> and Malmo will be a man out. What all day long? Give me that. That's a dream scenario. And Rangers regardless should have been able to see it out I mean we're not talking about a Rangers team that this is their first European game Paul they've got, they've got about 25-30 European games under their belt albeit not at Champions League level but so when you look at Tavernier and, and Goldson and Kent and McGregor and all those guys you're thinking they should see that over the line it was a dream scenario presented to Rangers and they blew it they absolutely blew it and I don't think any, I certainly couldn't see that coming I mean I did say it was going to be a tough tie for yep. them but I didn't see that scenario unfolding in the second 45 minutes not by a long shot but Rangers they'll be still be no. still be absolutely kicking themselves at the opportunity they've missed to get into the Champions League it's a sore one there's, there's no doubt about that um, as I said look the first goal it's a decent reverse pass for the guy I think if the, the, the boy hits that 30-40 times he doesn't hit it bang in the corner oh, um, but it's the second goal Mark the second goal's a a poor, poor goal to lose, and that's where I think the manager will be absolute fuming. It's, it's, I think it's just a basic, but it's about communication as well. Just to be sure, quick Joe, and but it's not only about um, Balogun and then De Aribo. It's the three or four players that get taken away yeah, as well. The Bayern just get taken out of the game at a throw, and I think Alan McCoy's highlighted, highlighted that too. It was just it's you know if one defender's kind of not quite on it, you, the other three or four will cover you. But when four or five of them mm. all at the one time have just switched off, you're going to get punished. Mark, 
that, that's where Golson's got to take responsibility mm. and say, hey you, get in front yep. of him. Don't let that ball get through in into his feet. But mm. listen, it's a, a free throw in. The guy, to be fair, it's a decent touch. Aribo tries to come across because he notices a danger. Mm. But the guy turns inside and it's a, a good finish. Poor, poor defending. So Europa League then for Rangers next week. Uh, more on that and on Celtic and all the weekend action next. The Go Radio Football Show. Download the Go Radio app to listen live weeknights from five. Paul Cooney, Barry Ferguson, Mark Guidi. Loads of your calls coming in and in the socials 0808 17 17 700. Season's well and truly underway in Scotland. European action as well. Sadly, Celtic went out of the Champions League a couple of weeks ago. Rangers sadly going out midweek against Malmo. Stephen Gerrard looking forward. Well, I don't know if that's the phrase, but yep, it's the Europa League now ahead of them. And uh, Celtic too. Rangers will be in action on Thursday night. Most unusually, Mark, uh, both at home this coming yeah. week. Celtic against uh, AZ Alkmaar and Rangers Alakesh. Yeah, so... Um... You know, to avoid it that uh, Celtic games brought forward 24 hours so Celtic will play Altmar on the Wednesday and Rangers home to Arrakesh uh, on the Thursday and then both away from home uh, the following Thursday which is just 3-4 days before they meet each other in the league um, at Ibrook so look the next couple of weeks will be brilliant we've got the transfer window that will come to a conclusion um, two days after that and then we're into the, the, the triple header uh, for Scotland so um, over the next three weeks or so Paul it's going to be non-stop and we're going to have a far clearer picture of where we are uh, in terms of every club and also where the, the national team stands in, in terms of the road to Qatar Absolutely How, how yep. far is that? Yep. that Alice Kurt So I think it's six or seven hours Yeah Oh, I think so. It, yeah, uh, uh, I think that's what I read Armenia. today. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, it's Armenia. It's a, decision, yep. uh-huh. a decision they'll need need to make whether they, they travel straight after the game or they stay they overnight stay. and travel back the 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 yeah. uh, in the Friday because mm. obviously you've got the whole fun game sure. which yeah. is massive in the yeah. in the Sunday. Yeah. So it's all about what's the best recovery for Rangers. Mm. It's also too as sometimes the decisions made for you, but you know sometimes airports aren't open and I, they don't you let you fly back yeah, anyway uh, if it's a late mm. uh, kick off. But I, I don't what, know. What did you prefer? Straight, Stay, just not no, on straight, a plane and home. Straight. Yep, mm-hmm. straight back and at moan bed. Even if you get in at four, five, six in the morning, I preferred coming straight after the game. We're mm. checking just now. It's not quite the traffic and travel, but Chris is on it. So Alice Kurt, how long is the flight? Was he checking the morning? Checking <laughs> it. It'll be a long drive. Uh, so Rangers <laughs> playing at home this coming Thursday. Celtic Wednesday night. Celtic against uh, AZ Alkmaar. Um, of Holland so great to see uh, full houses again though that is the the good thing this coming week but as you point out Barry and Mark the following weekend it's the old firm as well so much could happen between now and then do you think we've got a title race on this season for the neutral if there is one that's what you'd want to see isn't it title race one no doubt about it look you asked at the start of the the season who I thought were favourites yep I went for Rangers. I don't think, I don't think it was no. going to be shooting in. It's always going to be close. Yeah. I can't think of anyone who didn't say Rangers. Not not many, apart yeah. from... No, uh, I think yeah. if, you, if you looked at where we were um, and assessing everything, uh, when did the season start? Just over two weeks ago? Two weeks ago yeah. tomorrow? Tomorrow's less than then, two weeks. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, for me anyway, Rangers were, were clear for it, as I've said in the pro. I only think that, that Rangers could throw it away considering of where they are and, and um, you know, the situation... It's Celtic, but now you assess it just two weeks on. Um, I'm not going to change my mind, but Celtic looking a much healthier place. You know, the emergence of Furuhishi, for example, you know, everybody's raving 
about Furuhishian and what he's bringing to the team and how he's going to torment um, every defender um, in the SPFL so that's exciting from a Celtic point of view James McCarthy's been signed Joe Hart's been signed which could turn out to be in May time the most significant signing of the season uh, for Celtic so you look at that and Rangers just looking a wee bit vulnerable at the moment in terms of, of, of results I'm sure they'll put that to bed tonight and get back to winning ways but it just shows you in the space of six or seven days how the mentality and the perception can change about both clubs so quickly. That's a, beauty, yeah. that's a beauty, isn't it? Scotland, West of Scotland football. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like two weeks ago, Celtic can beat off Hearts. Um, Rangers obviously winning the first game against Livingston and then you, you're thinking, right, already three points, but now they're, they're equal on points, both out of the Champions League. I think it's going to be an exciting season. Yeah. How do you react to that? When you were the captain then, so three defeats in a row, did, did it ever happen? But more importantly... No, I, I think it's two defeats in a row I had. Mm -hmm. I'd need to check that, I think. Yeah. Um, it's, it's no nice. Sure. It's, listen, it's um, it's hard to take. I mean, I took it to heart. But the most important thing is, I looked straight away when was the next game. And the beauty for Rangers is the game three days later. And that's where you go and put the wrongs right. Here's Stephen Gerrard speaking about this game. At the beginning of the season, we spoke about having to move on from last year. So, you know, I think as a club and as a manager, I made it pretty clear that we need to move on. I agree with you in terms of having a tough week and the challenges that are in front of us. It's very much about trying to get back in a good place as quickly as we can. I think the best way to do that is to win your next, next football match. This League Cup match is really important to us. We've picked a squad and I'm going to pick a team that's really strong. Um, which will which will mirror what I'm saying, and um, you know, as soon as we win that football game, which we intend to do, I'm sure the feeling will flip a little bit more in our favour, and then we've got to move into the next challenge. So we're well aware of the week we've been through. Uh, I'm well aware of the challenge that's in front of me and us. It's very much a case of getting to this kickoff as quick as we can, because that's the only only thing we can do is is move into the next game and try and win what's in front of us, which we intend to do. Mark, that's what he said. He's quite firm about it tonight. Yeah, they need to, you know they need to um, go and win the game tonight, Paul. Um, you know, I, I, mean, I say I think Rangers will win, but if they didn't, you, you are talking a full blown um, crisis. There's no doubt. If you lose to Dunfermline tonight, then there's clearly there's major problems. Um, but I think Rangers will win uh, comfortably. It's then all about the, the European game and trying to stay in Europe. And then you've got a game against Celtic at Ibrox. It's always, <clears throat> I'm sure, Barry. It's a kind of marker yeah. uh, for the first uh, old firm game of the season. And uh, with them being um, so tight, then uh, you know, there'll only be a maximum of three points in either way because um, there's only one league game to go uh, before they play uh, against each other. So, And then you can wait the international break and when you don't want to send your players away festering over a, a defeat in, in, in such a game. So it's going to be a really, really exciting few weeks. And I think now looking at it, you know, Celtic were, were really comfortable for two or three years under Brendan Rodgers. Rangers were really comfortable last season, 25 points against Celtic. I think we've got a ding-dong. I think this one could go to the, the wire. I don't see either side running, running away, away with it. Yeah. No. A helicopter Sunday maybe, yeah. Barry, again, yep. Mark? Yeah, yep. yep, for sure. Yeah, listen, it looks that way at this moment in time. Um, depends on if one of the teams do go on a, an unbelievable run. Um, but listen, look, I listen to Stephen Gerrard. You can't live in the past. Listen, see what happened last year. That's... Been and gone. It was great for the club. Now it's a new season. Um, it's been a, a tough week for them. But this is when big players come through it and they need a big performance tonight. Albeit being the Premier Sports Cup, 
I don't care. Um, you need to win the game and win the game comfortably. I think in normal circumstances, you would have made seven, eight, nine, ten changes. I think tonight there will only be two or three. Barry Ferguson, Mark Guidi and loads of your calls coming in. Let's go back to Celtic winning 3-0 last night. David Turnbull, man of the match. I see some of the papers giving him 9 out of 10 and the manager spoke about him. Yeah, he was brilliant. Uh, but he's been great all along, you know, to be honest. I think he's been a bit frustrated that he hasn't been able to score, but I think his football's been brilliant. I think him and Tommy were outstanding tonight. Um, you know, Cal orchestrated things really well at the base of that midfield, but those two were unplayable at times. And, uh, you know, it's great for players' confidence and, and, and David's still a young man and, you know, I'm sure he's super pleased he got his two goals, but his performances have been great um, leading up to it anyway. How big will that be for David Turnbull, do you think, playing so well last night and getting two goals? Great for the confidence. Mm. Um, you just heard Poster Coglu saying he was becoming a bit frustrated. Goals is a big part of Turnbull's game. Um, but getting the two goals, um, he'll look to now kick on. That's something that you need as a, a forward-thinking midfielder. You're looking at getting in between 12 and 15 goals a season. Um, now he's got off off the mark with two goals. Um, and it was interesting to see Rodgick playing last night. He played really well. Um, and Callum McGregor playing that Scott Brown role. The dictator in the midfield just sitting there and patrolling. Um, and I think that's where you'll see Callum McGregor now set one for Celtic and play that, that position. Mark, I see the manager calls him Cal, the captain. Yeah. It's getting the... And Tommy, Tommy Rogic. Yeah, and, and, and Rogic, yeah. you forget about Rogic. He's only 28. Rogic, you know, I mean, he's, yeah. been, he's been at I don't know whatever it is, seven, eight years. And you think, God, at 28, mm. he should be getting into the best four years of his career. Um, so, you know, he's been... I'm not saying he's been written off, but he wasn't a guy that you would sort of in the past couple of years put down as one of the first names in your team sheet. And then you look at him sometimes, I mean, particularly in old firm games under Brendan Rogers when the real tactical acumen come into play Tom Rogic's absolutely terrorised Rangers tactically the way Celtic would set up against them he terrorised them in two or three games and if Celtic can get Tommy Rogic back to that level I don't know what kind of relationship he's got with Postacoglu if it's a good one or not it sounds a good one and but I think if Postacoglu can get the best out of him then it is like a brand new signing there's for no, Celtic there's no doubt he's got some amount of ability Rogic I think he is. Um, it's just getting the best out of him, where to play him. Um, and there's a lot made he, can, he, he can't play 90 minutes. I spoke to Big Oz, Oz about it. He says that's absolute nonsense. You know what I mean? He's, he's more than fit enough. He's, he's one of the, the fittest um, at the club. Um, but he, he is a big player. It's just making sure, it's just for Postacoglu getting that that position. It'll be interesting with Ryan Christie as well. Because um, his form in the last couple of weeks has been exceptional. Mm -hmm. yeah. It'll be interesting to see if... Right. Celtic pull out all the shots to try and get him on a new contract or did they lose him I think if they lose, uh, lost sorry Ryan Christie I think it would be massive Transfer window we talked about Rangers earlier but what about Celtic as well and Edouard it has gone quiet Mark they're not beating a door yeah. down are they? They need to get shot of you know for, for Celtic you know as I said he's not you know he is a good player and despite all his problems last season Miraculously, he still finished the top scorer on Scottish football. 23 um, goals. Yeah, yep. you know, which tells you, and it's a great part in another way, I'm sure, if you're, you're part of Celtic, you'd be, you'd be frustrated um, with him. But I think it's come now that there's got to be a partner in the ways, and the sooner the better for him to get out and go and get his career, the next chapters of his career started. And for Celtic, whatever the money's going to get in, if it helps to top up Ange's uh, kitty to go and get in another couple of quality players. Let's take another call now. Craig is on the line from Cumbernauld. Craig, good evening. Good evening, uh, 
Paul, Barry, Mark, how you doing? Yeah, good Thanks to hear you. We're doing, okay. Craig. I won't ask how you are. I can only imagine after Rangers going out against Malmo, which most of us didn't think was going to happen. Uh, are you getting over it? What are you feeling tonight ahead of the Dunfermline game? Yeah, it's, well, you know, it's been a tough, uh, tough week and a bit to be a Rangers fan. Um, but, you know, listen, after not experiencing really anything like that last season, uh, other than the cup whips, you know, it, it had to come eventually. Um, I think tonight it's it's just important that we go out there and, you know, we get the, the result. You know, we all do respect to Dunfermline. I think the best way to bounce back would be if we could get three or four tonight um, because I think we're capable of doing that against the same with Dunfermline at Ibrox. I think, I know uh, Stevie G said in his press conference he was going to field a strong team because we're taking the, the, the Cup series, obviously, because it's important for us to win one, but I'd like to see one or two changes. Uh, I'd, I'd quite like to see Nathan Patterson getting a shout. Um, mm. You know, he's not done anything that you know wrong. He's not done anything that would say he shouldn't. And I think um, tonight's the type of game where you could easily afford to, to leave Cavanier out. You know, he's been a bit off the boil as well, so maybe just that extra bit of a break. Kevin will not play again now for I think it's six days or something. Right, let's check that first with Barry Ferguson, Barry. Is he going to come in tonight, Nathan Patterson? I would like to see him come in, as I said. Um, he came in last season, I thought he was exceptional. And my only worry is, I'll go back to it, it's, is it great for his future if he's sitting on the bench and not getting a lot of football? I think he's good enough to play. But the only problem that Nathan Patterson's got is the captain plays his position. And i, I seen Stephen Gerrard mention that he was trying to fit a formation during pre-season to get both of them in the team. Is that something that can happen? Certainly, because I've seen Nathan Patterson play wide in the, the right, but I like him coming for deep. I think he's much more effective and I would like to see him start the night. Here's the Rangers 11. It's just coming in. McLaughlin and goals again tonight. Patterson is playing. Good. Breaking news. Goldson, Simpson, Bassey, Kamara, Lundstrom, Aribo, Wright, Hadji and Roof. On the bench, McCrory, the subkeeper, Tavernier is on the bench, just as we spoke about there. Helander on the bench again. Itton, Kent on the bench. Morellas on the bench. Kelly, Barisic and Arfield. So quite a few changes there. McLaughlin, Patterson, Goldson, Simpson, Bassey, Kamara, Lundstrom, Aribo, Wright, Hadji, Roof. Reaction, Barry. It's still a strong team, Paul. Yeah. <laughs> I know there's a lot of big players out, but that is, um, for me, still... Strong enough and good enough to get the, the 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 right result tonight. And as we just mentioned a couple of minutes ago, Nathan Parson coming in, brilliant. Want to see him. Um, no played a lot of football this season, and then it's an opportunity for people to come in and, and show uh, what they can do. Because uh, there's a wee bit of pressure on them tonight. There's no doubt. Um, albeit it's it's um, the Premier Sports Cup. It's Dunfermline trying to get into the quarterfinals. If had a tough week, the most important thing is the win and the win convincingly. Mark, how do you react to that if you're Tavernier or uh, Kent or Morellas? Are you but dropped? I, well, I was just going to say to you before you announced the team, Paul, that I thought if ever there was a, a game to go and try whatever the plan that he has in mind yeah. for Patterson and Tavernier being in the same team, I thought tonight would have been ideal. Want to go and give it a, a go for 45 minutes at least to see. But obviously Tavernier's not playing. Patterson McLaughlin's back in. And, and that's one thing you asked me to talk to the show, Paul, about Hollander not playing. I forgot he mentioned it. Okay, hindsight's a great thing, but I did think it at the time at the start of the season I was surprised they rotated the goalkeepers 
I thought no, when you go with your number, go with your number one. Let him get his eye in, let him get competitive games, particularly when there's thirty million pound games on the line. Stick with your number one goalie and give him a rhythm between now and the first international break, or tonight bring in John McLaughlin for a game. But I was surprised that he rotated. But anyway, apart from that, I'm surprised Morelos is not starting because I think he needs game time mm-hmm. as well. He's been away, but he's he's gone for right Hadji. Um, and Roof and then you've got Kamara back in obviously was suspended for the night Lundstrom's back in I think Lundstrom um, I know it's early in his career but what he's shown so far he really needs to step it up and tonight guys like Lundstrom Paul should be sticking out like a sore thumb against them firmly. Craig what's your reaction to the changes? Yeah well I mean just as I was saying there I'm glad to see Patterson getting the nod um, I think most Rangers fans you know, will be um, I think he deserves it because I think Barry's right. I think he's too good to to just keep sitting in the bench, you know, all season and only getting sporadic appearances. So, um, you know, the sooner we could have, and I, you know, Mark's probably right as well. If we could have tried whatever Stevie G's thinking for the two of them in the same squad, would have been good. I think there's a couple of players in there have still got a lot of proving to do. I think Bonstrom's definitely one. He's not set the world alight since he's come in. Um, I also think Jack Simpson has a bit of proven himself to do as well. You know, he came in, played a few games towards the end of last season. You know, didn't do terribly, but equally didn't really do a whole hell of a lot that, that made you think he was going to be somebody that could come in as a, a regular starter or a regular sub. So, Barry, do you agree with that on Jack Simpson? Yeah, I've seen him. I think it was a game against St. Johnson. Correct me if I'm right up in McDermott Party. He made yeah. a few mistakes. Yeah. Um, so he's still got a lot to prove. Uh, I know he came in um, halfway through the season. I've not seen too much to him to say I think he'll be a Rangers centre-back. Um, so I watched the game closely tonight, but it's an opportunity for him. Bassey as well. Mm-hmm. He's got all the, the attributes in terms of he's strong and powerful. He can go up and down. Um, so it's an opportunity for him. But you look at the midfield three, Kamara, I think he's a gifted footballer, no doubt about it. Uh, Lundstrom I do agree he does need to hit the ground running but it is different pressures it's a different football mm. where he's coming from Arebo I mean that's a strong mm. middle three there's no doubt about it Roof coming back into the team after obviously the illness he's, he's child um, and great and, to see that we won back home we saw yeah, him in the papers today it's brilliant excellent to see yeah. and, and then Hadji obviously he's just coming back for his injury so he'll play the full game and, and right as well and it's important that right starts to get a few games under his belt but if you look at that team that team for me is more than strong enough to get three or four goals is tonight it, I'm just looking at it Barry could that possibly be more of a 4-2-3-1 than a 4-3-3 no yeah, I you've think, got Kamara and, and Lundstrom as, I, your, as your sitters no yeah I, I think Kamara and Lundstrom will sit and they'll let that over another forward go yep <laughs> let Arebo uh, go forward with obviously Scott Wright Ruth and, and Hadji Craig what's your scoreline tonight? Um, well, as I said, I think um, for me, three, three or four now. Yeah. I think um, I think it's only one of the big central because I think to bounce back, you need. I think a one 0 scrappy win, although it'd be a win, won't do an awful lot for for confidence really. So we need to be convincing, um, and hopefully this can kick us on with the season because look, we're out of Champions League, but this is still a huge season because if we win it, we're in the Champions League next year no matter what. So that's it. That's, yeah. That's got to be the focus. You know, there's a second chance here. Um, and we need to take it with both hands, in my opinion. Barry. Do you notice, notice something about the team? There's one player again, Golson. Never leaves Connor Golson yep. out. For a that, minute. <laughs> yeah, he, yep. he, he, he plays in every single game. So that tells me something 
about Golston that he is a proper leader and he needs him in the team and he'll be disappointed Connor Golston as we spoke about earlier on about that second goal Craig thanks for the call The Go Radio Football Show Download the Go Radio app to listen live weeknights from 5 Rangers in action tonight in the League Cup the Premier Sports Cup at uh, just over an hour away till kick-off and the starting 11 we gave you a few moments ago it's John McLaughlin in goals Patterson, Goldson, Simpson and Bassey Kamara, Lundstrom, Aribo and up front right Hadji and Roof great to see Kemar Roof Mark back after the the scare for, yeah. for the wee one yeah yep. yeah. as you know you never like to see anything like that at all a, a worrying time um, for uh, Kemar Roof and his partner and their family but you know it's great that their their child is, is, is back in the mend and um, certainly under circumstances like that you totally understand why he, he missed a game and um, allowed to leave on, on, on compassionate grounds like that it's it's absolutely the right thing to do On the bench McCrory Tavernier is on the bench the captain Hollander Itton Ryan Kent on the bench as is Alfredo Morelos Kelly Barisic Arfield so it's a very strong bench as well and quite a few changes Barry is that player's been dropped or is it wait a minute Dunfermline all due respect to them but League Cup and they have to rotate the, the squad Um Maybe he's just rotated. Listen, a bit of freshness. Uh, there's, there's there's no doubt about that. Um, and maybe just letting the more senior players or the big players, should you call them, that are on the bench, saying, "Listen, um, I'm giving these guys an opportunity." But look, if you look at the bench, it's still, you know, it's really strong. Tav, Manelos, Halanda, Kent. Um, so listen, it's an opportunity for guys to go and and try and stake a claim to get into the start of 11 Colin in Bells Hill Rangers fan what do you think you're right through to Mark and Barry good evening hi there thanks for taking the call not at all thanks for calling go what are you what are you thinking about the lineup tonight I think they, they should get past uh, Dunfermline but I think uh, they've had a right safety start to the league mm-hmm. Um they, I think they're really missing a goal-scoring midfielder. I, 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 see, see, see the tally up at the end of the season between what maybe five, six, seven midfielders plus maybe one or two wingers. I think yeah, you're probably talking about maybe 20, 25 goals a season out of a lot of them. And I don't, I don't, don't think that's enough. I think they're needing, like, like say Barry Ferguson, how many goals did... Did you get um, at the end of the season? Maybe about 16, 17 maybe? Yeah, I, I think I think it was something like that. I'll need to look back. I um, think you got more than that, Barry, yeah, 2002. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you? Yeah, you got closer to 20, I think you did. Yeah, I think it was 20. You're talking about, you're talking about like, say, players like Jorg Alberts and mm-hmm. um, Gaza and all that. All of them were only 18. Right, Colin, I do, th- I do think a Rebo could be that one. Mm-hmm. I do, th- I, I do think Arebo could be getting that 12, 15 goals a, a season. There's, there's no doubt in my mind about that. Um, hope, when he plays... Hopefully Lundstrom as well, maybe, but at the moment, just mm. none of them look as if they're going, going to do, do anything like that. Yeah, look, that's what they're badly missing. Yeah, it certainly helps you, listen, see having a goal-scoring midfielder. We were speaking about Celtic earlier on with David Turnbull getting a couple yeah. of goals last night, yeah. and now I'm looking at the Rangers midfielders. Um, Arfield's getting on a wee bit. That's a big part of his game. But for me, Joe Arebo is the one in that Rangers midfield that can get into double figures. Mark? Yeah, I mean, I think I, I like Arebo. Um, yeah, and if there's going to be one there, then then I think it is him. You know, if if, if 
Colin suggesting the Rangers going to go out and, and, and spend money to bring somebody like that in well A they're hard to find B they cost a lot of money so I can't see that happening and, and when you look at it you know and you look at that bench tonight Paul and look at the starting lineup, and you know and there's a couple mince, uh, a couple missing with injuries then you think you know it's some depth no, to that Rangers squad I mean it's, it's a proper 22 man uh, squad that they've got if anything and I know they've, they've sold George Edmondson and stuff I mean, they're probably still two or three heavy they could actually they could shed another two or three and it really shouldn't make that much of a um, of a difference so yeah I think Aribo Aribo's um, and it's up to him to go and you know step up to the plate as, as well he's been a bit criticism his way for the for his role in the, the second goal that Malmo scored so the perfect way to, to answer that is to go and uh, put on a performance tonight and when you look at that starting 11 um, Rangers should be winning by three or four goals tonight here was the manager speaking before he announced the team. Colin, back with you in a second. I don't think I'm in a position where I have to make wholesale changes. Um, I think for different reasons throughout pre-season, people have been missing, um, whether that be a family issue, whether that be an isolation issue, whether it be an injury issue. Um, the squad's starting to feel healthier. Bodies are coming back and main players are getting in and around it. You know, you look at our injury risk now, only Sakala, who's got a niggle and groin, who we've decided not to risk tomorrow. Besides Sakala, um, we've got a fully fit squad to pick from besides Jack and Cattis that you're well aware of. Colin? Hi there. Yep. What else did you want um, to ask the guys? That's a really good point you made about goals. Need more from the midfield. What else is on your more, mind? Yeah. Yep. Um, do, do you think Rangers have the money to actually... Because I've seen them linked with... I've seen them linked with that boy for Fenerbahce, that O'Shea Samuel... And I've seen them linked with um, Joey Veerman. And they, they, are two, they are two names that's been there for even even last season. Do you, do you think they've got the money to go for them? Or do you think they've not? Do you think they're struggling money-wise and that's why they've not no went for any of them? Well, a couple of big names might go, but Barry, you were saying a couple of weeks ago, I know they were still in the Champions League, but money would be made available. Yeah, if the right player and yeah. the manager is desperate to, to get them, I, I'm sure the Rangers board would, would back the manager what what they've done over the last three years um, let's be honest in the transfer market they have backed them but that might now be a different story yeah. Paul now you get out of the Champions League you heard Stephen Gerrard do his conference yesterday saying that he may need to look at um, selling one player if the right offer comes in for that player um, so yeah but it is a worry I do think I mean you I'm, I'm looking at that team and then you've got Tav, Holander, Kent, Morelos, Itton, Barisic, Arfield. You've still got Ryan Jack to come back in the next week or two. You've got Katic, who's now back yeah. fat. You've got Devo, who's just left out. Um, it's a strong squad. That's right. Very, Davis, that's very, right. Yeah. Very, yeah. very, very strong squad. But, yeah. but I, would, I would like to think if the, a player did become available and it wasn't going to cost an absolute fortune, that they would sanction it. Mark, what do you think is going to happen? I think um, you hear Barry, we heard Stephen Gerrard. A couple of players probably will go in the next two and a half weeks. I, mean, I think it, you know, it stands to reason that you know, again, from a business point of view, then you know the board have got to go and do what is right for the business. You know, and sometimes that creates a natural conflict with what the manager wants. But the manager knows the situation. If he doesn't deliver Champions League football, then ultimately he will face the consequences. Mm -hmm. There's a shortfall to make up in terms of bringing anybody else in uh, Colin I would imagine going by the, the, the comments and missing out in Champions League 
football that if, there, if there's anything going to be spent by Rangers they'll need to create it themselves and that means like for example selling one or two players getting in whatever it may be 15 million quid and maybe the manager might get three or four of that to spend it's along those lines but if I think that Rangers before they sell anybody you know I think Veerman is he, is he the, the fella um, um, in Holland the Dutch player I mean, they're, they're talking about maybe five, six, seven million pounds for him I think that would um, be too rich exactly Barry you can't do that so unless you're going to generate 20 or 30 you might get something like that to spend but at the moment uh, the, you know I think it stands to reason that um, anything that's going to be spent will have to be created by, by sales as you know Colin whoever wins the Premiership this season is straight into Champions League yeah, next well, year that, 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 that's why I was wondering because I mean that that's I mean that, that's the, like a big reason to kind of spend the money that more than, more than ever this season because you, you know if you win the league you're going to guarantee that money back this season whereas right there was kind of last season they spent kind of three, three million on Eton and about maybe three and a half to four million on Roof Mm-hmm. And they, they, there was no guarantees uh, getting that money. No, but you can't. But you can't keep doing that every summer, Colin. No, at some know, point, you, know. you know, as you're saying, that there's if ever there's a season to go and spend money, it's this one because of the, the riches that are waiting at you next May. But Rangers spent money last summer to stop the ten and win the league, and, and they've done that. They were hoping to get Champions League football to get the thirty million pound windfall that comes with it. So the Champions League's money is not there. So at, at some point, you, you need to address the balance. And if doing that is by selling players, then that's the way it needs to be. But you can't just go gung ho every summer. At some point, you need to stop as a business and as a board and take stock. And this is probably where Rangers have reached that stage now, and they can't be criticised for it because they really have backed Stephen Gerrard over the past three years. They were rewarded two months ago by winning the league, but now you've got to take take a step back again. And as I say, it can create a conflict between what the business wants and what the football department wants, but ultimately, the business has to win. That's the way it has to be. But Barry, obviously, it's winning the league. It's, it always was a massive priority for this year. Of course, they wanted the £35 million of the Champions League, but it's only... You know, they could have that money coming in 12 months if they can win the title. And it's the same for Celtic now, who probably get a sniff of it thinking Celtic might be able to win it. Yeah, well, the carrots can dangle this, what is it, £40 million? Yeah. Straight into the, the Champions League group stages. Um, but I can't see Rangers going out and spending five, six, seven million pounds mm. unless um, they do some sort of business with one of the players, mm. i.e. a Morelos or a Ryan Kent. Um, which they made they may well do well, you, yeah. you hear the manager and again I'll, I'll, I'll say it again very open and honest yeah. if the right offer does come in he needs to recycle that was a word he yeah. used recycle, recycle. Yeah. so that means he might need to let a player go to bring in maybe one or two players because John Harson you know, said one, yeah there's, Colin. There's, one, there's one player uh, a, a lot of people saying that they would uh, take, take the money for but Glenn Kamara I think he's been badly missed mm. He's just a uh, way he passes the ball. He, he he always finds the right pass, and he's got good ball retention as well. And I I think he's been badly missed. Yeah, I'm with you, Colin. Yep. I think I think a fully fit Rangers squad, Glenn Kamara plays in the team, but he hasn't signed the new deal. Yeah, yeah he's, hasn't he's been two years deal. left. I get mixed sure. up when we were speaking right. a few weeks ago. I yeah. thought it was he was up at the end of this season. Yeah. He's not. He's got two years left. So I don't think there's a mad rush, but. I think the next month or two, me certainly, I would like to see him 
sign a new contract because I think he's a key player for Rangers John Hartson on go the other night said if Rangers don't win it this season and if Celtic win the league given all the changes in the past few months and the depths they, they'd fall into it would be the biggest win ever even bigger than Rangers winning last season Mark, hard to believe but that's John's opinion yeah. what, do, what do you feel? Well I mean that, that's exactly what it is it's an opinion and when you're, you're, you're asked to give an opinion on things like that that's exactly what it is it's an opinion mm. it can't be factual it's not a science so it's an opinion and certainly I mean if you look at where Celtic were just say 10 days ago mm. you look at where they were six weeks ago when I don't think they had the manager in they look at where they were three months ago don't mention Eddie Howe watch because yeah. it's Eddie who now isn't it Remember? <laughs> you, you look at yeah. where they were eight nine months ago yeah. when the supporters yeah. were you know chasing the team bus um, you know, so you look at all that so if, if Celtic were to, to, to turn that around and, and don't forget how strong Rangers were mm. so unsettled and, and, and rigid they were and in a rhythm and, and do totally bang on it so Celtic were to turn it around and become champions next May, I'm not going to say it's going to be the, 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 the biggest ever, but it would be a monumental achievement if Celtic were to win the league in May. Barry, what would you say to John's assertion that would be even bigger than Rangers stopping 10 in a row? Well, it's John's opinion. Hmm. Um, What's Barry's what, opinion? My opinion? No, I don't think it will be. That, that, that's my opinion. You think it's not going to happen anyway, don't you? You think Rangers are going to win it? Well, well yeah. Mark just says 10 days ago, I was yeah. very, very confident. <laughs> but you know the way football changes. But listen, I think seven days. I think yeah. a lot of people get carried yeah. away a bit. Look, it's just a, a tough seven days for Rangers. It's not been great. They've lost three games. But I think it's far too early to get carried away. OK, Colin, final point from you. Yeah, I just, uh, I'm the same as Barry, uh, uh, like, a few weeks back I was quite confident, I seen the great Sakala playing against Real Madrid, I seen Lundstrom, yeah. and I was, I was, I was quite, quite confident, but I've also, now I've seen like, Celtic bring a few players in, mm-hmm. and I'd say that we Japanese boy. Yeah, Furuhashi. Yep. Hey, it's going to be some game, isn't it? August the 29th, Colin. <laughs> Colin, what's your uh, prediction tonight? Uh, 3-1 3-3-1 Rangers Who for? For Rangers I'm only doing that because we did it earlier for Celtic didn't we? We did it so we've evened it up right? 3-1 oh, for we Rangers about the squad, yeah. We didn't even mention Sakala either no. No. That's yeah. true yeah. It a yeah. very, it's, Rangers have got a very yeah. strong squad Good point Thanks we're back with more next The Go Radio Football Show Download the Go Radio app to listen live weeknights from 5 Weekend well and truly underway. Was, was it a barbecue here? Uh, no, it was at Mar Hall yesterday. Oh, right. Yeah, on air. Gina was yeah, there, yeah, Crofty right. and Grado as well. Chris, mm. Barry, that's our way of saying we weren't invited. Yeah, I'm just about <laughs> to say that. <laughs> we'll be at the next one soon. Surely the uh, last year's night out will happen soon. We want a summer one, don't we? Before the summer goes. Yeah, yeah for sure. Somewhere yeah. for a couple of days. Yeah. I'll tell you, <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be. Thanks for making the switch. So many people, over eight hundred thousand on the apps who have been on the show. We're on from five every night, Monday to Friday, and on Sunday we're going to be on air here. Craig Moore, Davy Proven from 2 until 5 because in Sunday among other games there's Wraith Rovers against Aberdeen that's at 12 Arbroath St Johnson Hibs against Kilmarnock and Celtic against Hearts Chris Burke was with us last night so they're back against Hibs on 
on Sunday. On Saturday, Air against Dundee United, Dundee against Motherwell and Livy against St Mirren. These are just uh, the games, I think, uh, on the telly. And then tonight, Rangers against Dunfermline. Uh, loads of calls have been coming on tonight, Rangers fans. Celtic fans as well saying, what about Celtic? What about Abada last night? He didn't feature. Here's the manager. Yeah, yeah, he pulled up a bit sore yesterday. And, you know, he's 19. We've thrown him in there. He's He's been unbelievable. Um, I, I just felt it was a good time to sort of give him a rest. And um, He pulled up, as I said, a bit sore after training. The medical team think he, he should be right for, for Sunday. Um, so, um, yeah, airy on the side of caution. I thought it was it was a good night tonight to sort of leave him out. And having James there is, 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 is really handy. It's one of the areas we, we have a little bit of uh, depth and in quality. And, uh, again, I thought James was great tonight. And uh, James Forrest responded well, didn't he? Because they missed him so much last season, Barry. You said that right away, that yeah. he would come back, but he didn't really. But Abada looks useful. Yeah, in terms of James Forrest, he was a big miss, mm. no doubt about it. I think Celtic fans will appreciate him even more mm. um, now. But young Abada, 19, he's come in and he's, he's settled in really well. A few goals. Um, he looks a talent um, at 19, as I said. Um, and that is an area, the wide areas that Celtic have got good quality good competition for places and that's what you need see if you want to challenge you want to win things you need competition for places and Furuhashi you're uh, obviously ear to the ground you hear people talking about him who are training yeah. with him what, what, I, what's spoke, the I spoke to my boys the, the, yeah. the forward boys um, if they'd watched the game uh, the Dundee yeah. game the highlights just about his movement his mm -hmm. second goal I mean it'll look simple to a lot of people but it's so effective um, and I spoke to them about it and we've done a couple of Training um, sessions on it, uh, spent a bit of time with the forwards. It's just that slight bit of movement, puts a defender on, uh, defender off, sorry, and you get into a great position. Um, a lot of people going about, it's a great cross. It is a good cross, mm -hmm. no doubt about it, but it's a movement of Furihashi which makes a goal. Mark, we're passing, but we're, we're, we've got so much to do in the next uh, 10 minutes before we go, but Hilda the Celtic player who was up at Ross County yeah, Leo, on, Leo, on his Leo. way to Leeds I think um, yeah they've been, they've been yeah. looking at him for a wee uh, while Paul I'm surprised at, at that because he's I mean, in fact there was a quote from from John Hughes who, who managed him last season who signed him who said you know he's he reminds him of a, a Virgil van Dijk mm. and when you hear a quote like that and then you're losing the boy it makes you it makes you wonder why you're letting somebody like that go on the other hand you're also saying well if he was that good, why was he not in the team two or three weeks ago when when Celtic were really struggling um, for that players, was signal, particularly central yeah. defenders? But yeah. you know, you just hope for Celtic's sake, it's not one of these ones that you're turning around four or five years ago from that, the, sorry four or five years from now mm -hmm. and saying why the hell did you let that boy go? You know, four or five months. I know he's going to be in the B know? team. I think at least, yeah. but it is a question. I wonder. I wanted to ask you about that about Hilda. We're going to look forward to all the games in a moment too. But England starts tonight. I see that uh, Nuno Espirito Santo saying that Harry Kane could play against Man City on Sunday. He'll, he'll decide tomorrow. So mm. who is going to win the title, Mark Guidi? I I think it will be. I need to say Manchester City, mm -hmm. but taken all the way by Chelsea. All the way, yeah. Not Liverpool. No, I think no. Chelsea. Chelsea all the way. Van Dyke getting an extension to his contract yeah, as well. That's know, good news. Isn't it? And, yeah. and you know, you know, him coming back for Liverpool this season is going to be uh, an important part of it. Um, you know, you, you just wonder how long Firmino. Uh, yeah. Salah and, and, and Manny can, Manny. can keep yep. it going you know, I just I think and I know there's still a couple of weeks of the window to go but I just think there's there's a, a, a bit of freshness a real bit of quality whether it was a, 
a Lukaku uh, or a Haaland uh, or a Lewandowski just some sure. or a Harry Kane even you know mm. just somebody to come and bring that bit of freshness to the Liverpool front three Barry for you I know it'd be hard to see I see Phil Foden's out of the match yeah, for four Sunday. weeks yeah, yeah I'm going to go yeah. for Chelsea go for Chelsea yes you in Tuchel you trust yes yeah. I, I just think since he's come in after Frank Lampard left the difference he's made um, and that was one area that he had to strengthen and he's got Lukaku at, what is he 28-29 um, best years of his career ahead of him um, started better, out at Chelsea better, yeah, better player yep. 10 years ago mm-hmm. he left Chelsea a much better complete forward so I think Chelsea um, will win the Premier League this season runners up is it Man City. Man City third place Manchester United United yes. fourth Liverpool you'll mention Liverpool what about Man United Ole Gunnar Solskjaer new contract uh, 10 million a year Mark where are they going to come <laughs> yeah. I thought you were going to say where did it go wrong <laughs> exactly uh, yeah yeah I mean yeah. I, I think one thing you know I think you've got to give credit to Ole Gunnar Solskjaer for for surviving for how long as as he has because you know almost every week was though the they made they were saying he's not going to survive he's not going to survive but clearly there's a structure there they believe in him um, at the club they've tried the superstar manager um, it didn't work for a variety of reasons um, so yeah you know stick with Ole Gunnar Solskjaer it looks as though he's going to get something the, the problem for Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is Paul Man City are a machine you know the, the finances that they've got the noise the of the, the, the player the, the yeah. coach they didn't get a Chelsea and, and Tuchel just came in and absolutely nailed it uh, from early doors and then you've got a Liverpool team so for Man United regardless of who the manager was going to be and we've seen it with Van Gaal and, and, and Mourinho being in there they're, they're, they've just got such a mountain to climb it's, it's hard to see Man U for me being champions any time in the next year four years I think there's a long road ahead for them Back here then the Cups are up for grabs uh, Rangers in action tonight against Unfermline I'm looking for your predictions but here's Steven, Steven Gerrard a lot of criticism obviously they've lost three games in a row uh, and scrutiny comes with the territory being Rangers I totally understand and appreciate the external scrutiny at the moment because of the start we've had and losing three in a week is totally understandable but for me it's important to stay calm and and, and, and realistic um, we've played two games in the league we've won one and lost one and our direct rivals have done exactly the same uh, the league cup hasn't started as of yet correct me if I'm wrong the FA Cup hasn't started yet and doesn't start till after the new year. Okay, we haven't qualified for the Champions League and over the two legs we haven't deserved to qualify in the Champions League. And the realistic opinion on that from me is maybe we're not ready. You know, are we ready for PSGs? Are we ready for Chelsea's and, and Man City's to come to Ibrox? Maybe not. You know, at the end of the day, we've proven that we're a last 16 team in, in, in the Europa League. Um, we've tried to punch above our weight in the last week and, and move into that playoff round in the Champions League. We couldn't achieve it. We have to accept that and move on to the next challenge as soon as possible. Stephen Gerrard there, really honest about where we are in Scotland. I mean, will Rangers or Celtic ever be in the same league these days, not financially, as a PSG, as a Chelsea, a Man City, Barry? No, it's it's impossible. Never. In terms of the, first and foremost, the television deal. Mm. The the money that um, they get down in English Premier League um, and other countries as well we're, we, we're a way behind we'll never be up at that level but I think it's a great achievement if Rangers or Celtic do get into the group stages of the Champions League I think that's an achievement in itself but, but I mean I, I get what Steven Gerrard's saying but you know Celtic um, they lost six or seven goals to PSG yeah. didn't they mm-hmm. they had five yeah. at Parquet and six or seven in Paris 
So you know, let's not be too honest, badly against Man City. Aye, yeah. but, are, but are Celtic or Rangers ever going to be ready for PSG? Or, or no, they're, they're, they're I, not. I think so it would be the point, the point is, should you be ready for Malmo? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you yes. should be. Oh, you should be ready to beat them. Should Celtic have been ready for Ferenc Varis last summer? Sure. Yeah, they should have been. So I don't think that's the point. No, the point mm-hmm. is, you should be ready to get through the qualifiers. Mm-hmm. As Barry said, what it is for Celtic and Rangers, it's not about beating PSG. That's yeah. fanciful when it happens. Brilliant. Right. Yeah. But it's about getting the 35 million. Yeah. In the bank, that's what it's about. It's about being ready mm. for Malmo and all those clubs that you, that you come up against. So I don't quite, yeah. I, I mean, when he was saying that, I'm saying, wow, that's quite an admission. Mm-hmm. To me, for me, it's about being ready to beat Malmo's. Nobody's expecting you to beat PSG, sure. but you should be ready to go and beat your, the Malmo's of this one, or at least should be beating should teams. Be, yep. Yeah, you should be beating at least challenging them. Um, and I would fancy, but when you're going into the elite PSGs, Barcelona's, mm. Man City's. Let's be honest. You might do okay at home, sit behind the ball, but away from home, it's a different story. We've been parochial. Miles ahead. Of course. But look at look at Celtic. It was a shambles going into the Champions League qualifiers. It was a shambles. Same last year, and everyone was thinking about 10 in a row, Rangers wanted to stop that. But we've gone, we've been diminished in Europe. I know the coefficient's better at the moment, but in the long run, you're right. It's a bit like Dundee United beating Rangers. They'll be, you know, but can they then beat Dundee? Can they beat St. Mirren or whatever? And for Rangers or Both Celtic, Rangers and Celtic yeah. should be beating the clubs that are champions of Sweden and of Norway and, and teams. They've got uh, much sorry. bigger budgets. Yeah. Yep. yeah, countries like that. Yeah, because they have got bigger budgets. But when it comes against the, the powerhouses, it's no. you've got absolute no chance. Two minutes left. We're nearly into injury time. Scoreline tonight, Barry. Rangers against Dunfermline. Um, I've just seen the Dunfermline team. Yeah. Graham Dorn's coming back to Rangers. Seen he's he's a captain now with Dunfermline. Oh, Good shit. to see uh, Graham Dorn's back. But look, Rangers too much three 0 Mehmet, Comrie, Watson, Graham, McDonald, Dorans, as you mentioned, Peebus, Edwards, Whiten, O'Hara, and Todorov, of course, that we know Todorov, well. Yeah. Yep, Mark, what do you think? Scoreline? Yeah, Todorov there, Craig Whiten there, Graham Dorans here, a good team, but I'll go. Th- I'll agree with Barry, actually, I'll go 3 0 Rangers. And tomorrow, Ayr against Dundee United, Dundee against Motherwell. Who's going to win that one? Just in a word, we've only got about a minute and a half left, but Ayr. Well, Dundee United have got to take confidence for the result last week against. Um, Rangers, so Dundee United will be a tight one, but Dundee United to squeeze through. Dundee, Motherwell, Mark? Uh, I'm going to go for Motherwell to win that after extra time. Livy against St Mirren, Barry, all Premiership. That's a tough one, isn't it? Yeah, Livy off to a bad start. St Mirren got a draw the first game and then... Yeah, I'm going to go Livingston to win the game. Went for Livy. Wraith Rovers against Aberdeen. Uh, Wraith Rovers 4-4 the other week. Pity that Brian Rice is gone. We'll maybe talk about that on Monday night. Uh, the Dons in great form so far. Barry, who do you fancy? Aberdeen. Aberdeen. Abros St. Johnson. Is it the Red Lichties or the Saints, Mark? I think St. Johnson will win that one. <laughs> and It'll be a tough one for St. Johnson. Yeah. But yeah. You hope it's Gayfield. Oh, oh, indeed. You hope no it's wind. no windy. Oh. Yeah. Kilmarnock <laughs> Hibs on Sunday, Mark. What do you reckon? Oh, good game. Uh, yeah. Rugby yeah. uh, Park, is it, Paul? It's, uh, no. Easter I beg your heart, it's at Easter Road. Yeah. Uh, Hibs I'll, I'll, take, I'll yeah. take home advantage. I'll take Hibs to bounce back in one. Okay. Uh, Barry, what do you think of that one? Hibs against Kelly? I'll go Kelly. You're going Kelly? Right. So. Chris Burks, Kelly, and Celtic against Hearts. Mark, what do you reckon? Celtic by a couple of goals. A couple of goals, you reckon? Can they avenge the defeat two weeks ago? Yeah, they're a different team for two weeks ago. Celtic to win. Stevie Lennon is coming up next. Can you believe it? Is that not the fastest two hours? Yeah. So, uh, night out tonight, Barry, is it? Or no? Just a, just a meal. Um, and good, much. good luck tomorrow. You've got Aloha at Clyde. Yeah. No, we've got Clyde at Broadwood. 
Yeah. Your old team. Alloa at Clyde. Your, your right. old club. Yeah. Back yeah. to your old club. I meant Alloa playing at Clyde. But oh, yeah, right. exactly. I thought you yeah. meant yeah. playing no, 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 we'll change that in the podcast. <laughs> no, 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 a tough game. Listen, we need to just keep what we we done last week. Keep the keep to winning ways. Okay, Stevie Lennon's up next. Thanks, Mark. Thanks, Barry. Cheers, back, Cheers Paul. Back on Sunday at two. The Go Radio Football Show. Download the Go Radio app to listen live weeknights from five.